Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on January 24th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Academy of Foreign Languages. If you have any interest in learning a new language or brushing up on existing language skills, you should know about the Academy of Foreign Languages. Located in Palos Verdes, the Academy of Foreign Languages specializes in the art of communication. Their mission is to provide the finest language instruction possible. They recognize that each student has distinctive needs and craft their teaching technique to optimize an individual's particular learning skills. At the Academy of Foreign Languages, they strive to create a comfortable environment conducive to learning. So whether you're learning a new language or would simply like to converse in your native tongue, the Academy of Foreign Languages can accommodate you. For additional information, visit their website at academyofforeignlanguages.com, that's all spelled out, or call 310-975-4133. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show, and of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well this morning, but Blog Talk Radio is getting a little squirrely there, huh? <laughs> yeah, started, it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the show started 25 seconds earlier than the timer said. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's weird. It is but anyway, strange. it is strange. It's technology. Uh, Anyway, I have to tell you, I was out last night. What? I was out last yeah. night. I went, yeah, I went to the um, Raging Cajun Pop Up Blues Festival at St. Rock last night. Oh yeah, how was it? Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, you know, well, you know, I love music. I particularly love the blues, and they had three uh, bands uh, last night. Um, a young guy. Well, you know all of them because we had them on the podcast a couple yes. of weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ryder Green, Ryder Green, 20 years old, guitar virtuoso, and oh my goodness, what a voice. Uh, Blind mm. Lemon Peel, David, David Dothill, and Blind Lemon Peel, and Mark Sells. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. Uh, all, 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 every band was, each one was better than the next. And then apparently... 
they were going to have an after jam, which I just couldn't stay for because I had to get up early this morning. Uh, and mm-hmm. from what I understand, they, they were trying to figure out a way. There's this apparently 11 or 12 year old uh, kid that plays the guitar like nobody's business. And, and I really wanted to stay for it, but I had to go home and get my beauty sleep. So I miss yeah, that. Yeah. I miss that. I'm sorry. I missed that. But, uh, you know, we all know, we all know how much the arts enrich our lives. You know, I, you know, what would right. we do without, without music and theater and all, all this fabulous stuff. So, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna stick with that theme for the show today. All right. Yeah. I agreed. The arts enrich our lives, but they also they 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 make it uh, almost you know just sort of uh, you you think life is difficult, but with art and music and uh, literature, um, you just you just uh, life is a little bit better, just a little bit. <laughs> so, Jackie, who are our guests? today guests our our guests this morning are lisa coffee founder and producing artistic director and linda ellison board president of shakespeare by the sea now since 1998 shakespeare by the sea has been bringing family-friendly professional productions to the south bay and this summer is no different they'll be staging productions of the comedy of errors and henry v during a six-week tour in over 20 communities Shakespeare by the Sea is dedicated to making these classic tales accessible to as many people as possible, targeting artistically disadvantaged areas as well as those of affluence. The program encourages community interaction and enriches neighborhoods by providing summer entertainment for all. They anticipate over 23,000 people will experience one of these free performances this season. Now, Joe, free Shakespeare is now free to produce. Uh, Funds raised throughout the campaign underwrite basic festival expenses, and they rely on donations to fund the productions and theater that families and locals can enjoy for years to come. And Joe, as we know, Shakespeare by the Sea is, you know, a part of the fabric of the summer here in the South Bay. Lisa, Linda, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you. Well, very, very happy. (laughs) We're very happy to have you here. And uh, there is something magical about the productions that you put on because they are neighborhood-based, they are uh, family entertainment, but it's Shakespeare. And it's strange to have, you know, the grandparents and the parents and the children running around and to have Shakespeare. It feels like it was when Shakespeare was actually doing it. It feels like the, the, the village would come, everybody would come and hear what the commotion was about. Tell us a little bit about um, who, who wants to take the where did uh, Shakespeare by the sea start question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't. Uh, Shakespeare by the Sea was uh, actually my thesis project for my MFA while going to Cal State Long Beach. I was enrolled in a theater management program, and so between my second and third year, I um, put on a festival so that I would have uh, information and fodder to write my thesis about. (laughs) So I was able to put all the things that we were learning in the school program and reading about um, into action. So um, 
yeah, I never really imagined that I would be doing my thesis project 22 years later, but I, I still am. I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this, is this Linda speaking? <clears throat> it's Lisa. That is Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, yeah. Lisa when, you, when you, uh, you describe a thesis project, what was the, what was the, the question that could have been answered negatively or positively? What was the question about I actually wrote, um, yeah, Shakespeare by the Sea. It was actually, I was writing about uh, chaos theory, and there uh-huh. was one theory <laughs> that uh, theater is all chaos, and there's another one that says that, no, no, theater is not chaos. I do believe that there is some chaos in theater, However, in order for it to be repeatable and presentable and you do it again and again, um, I disproved the theory that uh, theater is all chaos because we, we go through a process. You go through casting and auditions and then you learn your roles and you rehearse it and then you have opening night and then you go through a run. So all of that is pre-planned, planned out in advance. So there might be some chaos thrown in there. However, um, it is not chaos that creates theater. So uh, that's what I was I able see. to prove anyways. <laughs> I, I, wonderful. I'm so glad you proved that because, uh, um, you know, <laughs> Shakespeare is is perhaps the greatest uh, English playwright uh, among other amazing I, I and think, I think uh, he's, powerful Joe, playwrights. Joe, Joe I, think he's, I think he's the greatest playwright of all time. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Well. Well, I don't know about the greatest playwright in Russian, or maybe the greatest playwright in Japanese. I'm not sure about that. But uh, when when we think of Shakespeare, there, you know, I've I've been sort of preparing for this. Uh, Shakespeare wrote 37 plays, and and some experts think it 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 may have been more. Uh, Perhaps we've lost a play or two, and it basically breaks down into uh, histories. Uh, about the lives of kings and famous features, uh, figures, comedies, which always typically end in a marriage, and tragedies, which end with the death of the main character. <laughs> you know, in a sense, he was in, he was a as as we've seen in in popular movie, he was he was an entertainer. He his job was to keep the troupe together, to keep them alive, to keep them making money as they traveled from place to place to place to place, putting on these productions, because he, he was really an active playwright, producing shows live and, and feeding actors. Can you talk a little bit about that, the, the aspect of Shakespeare on, uh, by the Sea that's really to keep the troupe together? <laughs> Keeping the troupe together, oh boy. It is, um, it is difficult. We do have a very long season, uh, very untraditional in LA by L.A. standards. Uh, it is 10 weeks long. Um, however, the, the magic that happens on a nightly basis with, between the audience and the actors, I do believe, keeps the actors coming back. It keeps them enthusiastic about the work, um, and it keeps them uh, being able to create and find new nuances on a nightly basis. So it's it's very exciting for not only audience members that come back and see how a show may evolve or change, uh, but also for the actors who get to practice their craft. 
excuse me, Joe. Hmm. Excuse me, Joe. Is hmm. is is Lisa breaking up on your end? Are you getting yes, crackled? Yes, I, I hear that. Yes, you I are. do. Um, Lisa, do you, Lisa, do you have us on a headset or are you on a, a receiver? What what are you on? Because you're you're no, I'm we're on, getting a. I'm on my cell phone. You're on your cell phone. Um, okay, all right. Because I'm getting a little a little interference from it. I don't. Sounds like you might be close to something that's interfering. I can move. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. know. All right. Well, anyway, I just I heard it on my end. I just wanted to know if everybody else heard it. Um, okay, so let's yeah, get back to definitely. the topic. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. You you were you were asking about. Well, I just we, we were we were just discussing you know the 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 practicality of keeping this troop together. Directors, actors, um, you know, uh, it's like, people it's, backstage. It's like, I imagine it's like wrangling mm-hmm. cats. Yes? Somewhat, yes. I know. Yeah. Every now and then it does seem like a miracle that we start every night on time. <laughs> you, know? you know what? You know, where we... you, know, you know what I'm going to do here, Joe? Um, you talk to Linda. I am going to call Lisa yeah. back and see if we can get a better connection, okay? So, Lisa, you go ahead Let's and hang see. up, and I'll call you back. Yes. All right. Sure. Excellent. So, Linda, um, as the board president, when you think about Shakespeare by the Sea and what uh, it's already accomplished, I mean, it's already accomplished many, many uh, first, and and of course has become a staple in many of the lives of the of the families that live in the communities that you serve. What is it that um, drives the the what can we do better than next year kind of discussion for you uh, as a, a board talking about Shakespeare by the Sea? What are you guys constantly trying to improve? Mm. Yeah, I love that question. I mean, it's, it is very gratifying when families um, catch us at a performance and say, I've been coming for 15 years, and this is my daughter who right. started coming when she was three, and, and you know, here's my son who now brings his children. That, that kind of thing is really, really inspiring and rewarding, and we want this to be an enduring organization that continues for generations. So part of what right. we're about as a board is to establish that kind of continuity plan so that you know, there's, there's someone who picks this up um, to, to carry it forward. And we continue to invite the next generations in to, um, to participate in this and to be part of, of creating the future together. So that's some of what the board is about, is making sure mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. it outlives all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is yeah. there, I, I want to say, is there a trick to it or is there a... Uh, there's nothing really literally can be improved as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's kind of perfect in the sense that it doesn't need to be bigger. It doesn't need to be more elaborate. The sets are, uh, are evocative of the, of the place and the time, but that's, that's theater, you know, it's, it's part imagination and and that's the purpose of it. Um, do you do you think about what could be improved or is it is it is it just getting people to do the things that they should do said they would do stuff like that <laughs> yeah and it in it's um in some ways we get uh feedback of course from our audiences 
if there's something that doesn't mm-hmm. work in a location, we'll learn, we'll hear, you know, that you, I didn't get the sound that, uh, that I needed or I couldn't get close enough for this venue or could you please add a performance in our location? Like that kinds of things mm-hmm. we get, we get regular feedback on. And also I think that performers always want to take something to the next level. If there's always something more right. that they can get another laugh out of this scene or, you know, what, how much can we push this without interfering with the arc of the play? And so that kind of thing is just part of the fun of of, um, of supporting the production, and and you know of course the the directors and producers get involved in all of that conversation, and and because they're all engaged in it together, it's a fun creative experience for all of them. And I agree with you. There's a lot of perfection in it, and with any perfection, mm-hmm. it's always evolving, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's something that's constantly shifting and, and uh, changing about it. We get new communities who are interested. We get other communities who um, who are you know, who evolve in the other direction. And so we're, we're always, you know, adding mm-hmm. and shifting and, and changing. And, the, you know, the real work of the season, you know, the, the, pre- the presentation of the plays is the fun part. The real work of putting the season together happens in the other 10 months of the year, right? Putting together the <laughs> right. sponsorship, making sure, yeah. And, and Lisa, I've got to say, is, is such a uh, champion of having this really work for all of the communities that we, um, that we visit. Uh, and she puts in a great deal of effort to have all of that coordination happen and make sure that the entire season is all put together. And uh, Suzanne Dean, our, our um, business development director, does an awful lot of work with the sponsors to ensure that all of that lines up so that when the curtain, well, the virtual curtain, I guess, when the lights come up on the first night of performance, <laughs> everything's in place that needs to be in place. And it's, it's just such a great moment. We love celebrating the season opening. Wow. Um, I didn't. I, I, cherish. So I, <clears throat> I um I I had to edit down the intro. There was some more information, but from what I understand, Linda, you're you're starting uh, up in Northern Cal. I, you know, I uh, this is the South Bay show, so we're just interested in the South Bay. But you start you start up, I believe, in the San Francisco area. No, we don't. Then, uh, this is oh, now Lisa talking. So we do four oh, weeks in San Pedro at Point Furman Park, and then after that we do a six-week tour oh, of L.A. and Orange County, So, which oh, includes okay. all of the South Bay cities like Manhattan, Hermosa, Torrance, uh, Rancho Palos Verdes. So. Okay, sorry, I misread that. It's San Pedro, not San Francisco. So so are you, ba- are you based Pedro. in San Pedro? Yes, we are. That's why we do four weeks in San Pedro. So um, four weeks gets both shows up and running and then gets the actors really well versed in both shows before we kind of screw it up and change things up by putting everything in a truck and going, okay, let's go to a new location and do the same thing. (laughs) Uh, But they're familiar (laughs) enough with the whole, uh, with how to build the set, how to take it down, how things nest together. They're working together as a, as a team, they're, you know, helping each other out. Uh, you know, they begin talking in grunts, <laughs> you know, because they don't need words anymore to speak in order to work as a team. Yeah. Um, so it starts yeah. moving really fluidly, and that's what enables us to take it uh, to a new location on a nightly basis and repeat the same um, thing. You know, uh, set it up, build the show, do our show, break it down, put it back in the truck, head to a new location the mm-hmm. next day. Wow. I, I, I I love this. It, it's kind of it's this... kind of the way I guess they did it back in in Bill's day. Yes, absolutely. That's what it sounds like. 
in in Billy's day. <laughs> Billy's day, Bill, Billy, Will, 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 Willie. They they called him Will uh, in the movie. Um, uh, I think reaching twenty three thousand people a season, twenty three thousand people a season should be enormously uh, attractive to the right sponsor. Can you talk a little bit about the sponsors that you have? And uh, we we I want to explore what who the right sponsor is for this because it sounds amazing for the right sponsor. Yes, well, uh obviously we have uh LA County Arts Commission, one of our large sponsors who helps us underwrite mm-hmm. some of our production staff and which businesses aren't always interested in. They're interested in the performance sponsors, you know, having their name out mm-hmm. there as being part of the cadre of folks who are presenting the show at a certain location. Uh, for instance, mm-hmm. we have Malaga Bank who annually comes on board and sponsors the performance we do at Rancho Palos Verdes Hef Park. So they are yeah. a great partner and, and wonderful. Um, we're always open to other uh, sponsors who want to help sponsor a different community. I know we're looking for ones for Manhattan Beach as well as Torrance. We have quite a few mm-hmm. uh, businesses and uh, nonprofits who help sponsor the performance in Hermosa Beach, the Women's Club, the mm-hmm. Rotary Club, uh, Kiwanis Club. They all band together and each plunk in a little bit to help us uh, continue to Valley Park which is great. It's a huge outcry right. of the community saying, we don't want to lose you. We want this event right. here in our city. Therefore, we will right. you know, uh, contribute and help support you being here, which is awesome. It's great. <clears throat> so, Lisa, let's um, not be shy. Uh, um, <laughs> let's not be shy. How much does it take for a bank or an entity if they want to be a sponsor of a Shakespeare by the sea performance or a series in, in a particular location like Hermosa, how much? Well, of course, uh, no donation is too small. <laughs> we do no, have of course a not. presenting sponsorship at, at, at the $50,000 level. So if you want to say that yeah. your organization is the presenting, i.e., you know, so-and-so presents, um, then that's yes. a $50,000 level. We do offer performance sponsorship levels of $3,000 where you get signage and voiceovers and stage time, uh, an opportunity to uh, speak to the audience prior to the show or have your own booth at the $3,000 level. Down to a okay. $250 okay. level where people can put a business card size ad in our program that goes out to all of the audience members. So, Right. We're, we're offering something for everyone at every level in order to get visibility and to show their support of Shakespeare by the Sea. Excellent. $250, that's that's doable by the smallest of small businesses. And then, of course, yes. uh, presenting sponsors. Um, this, is, this is the thing. You guys have really figured it out um, based on a model that is literally – a thousand years old and uh, it's wonderful to see and to hear. I don't think that there are many traditions in other, you know, this is a Western uh, tradition, uh, England, but uh, there aren't any other traditions like this. They're similar, 
but not exactly like this, like I'm thinking of Japan. In particular, Japan had roving uh, sort of troops of actors uh, presenting essentially, you know, uh, passion plays about the emperors of, of old, and they've had that for thousands of years, but it's different than it is with uh, the Shakespeare. Uh, it wasn't presented on a stage. It was more of a of a sort of a, a field and a battle and, you know, things like that. But <laughs> this is fantastic. I love this. Um, and there, there are Shakespeare companies which do, you know, tactile Shakespeare like that where it's location-based, uh, you know, and you can follow yeah. a troop around through a park to see different kinds of or different scenes of a Shakespeare show. So you're on your feet and you're following the actors for each of the scenes. Um, this okay. is how we choose to produce it. Um, it seems to work for us, and what doesn't work, we you know get rid of that and try something new the next year. So, um, but right. we do right. over the course of the twenty something years, twenty two years we've been doing it, uh, we have kind of refined it down into uh, what what really works for us, you know. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, you would know, Lisa. Isn't this the way that the Bard did it? Didn't they do it this way, kind of? There was a stage, I know, and there was a, a Yes, a well, they traveled. House. I mean, he was, he was in a single yes. location for some time, you know, but they also played right. in tennis courts, which would be indoor theater sort of thing. Um, but they also right. did traveling uh, shows where, you know, you're showing up with your four-horse cart <laughs> and rolling off right. the sides and using that as your stage and playing to people who showed up, you know? Right. Right, 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 right. Um, I, I just, I think, you know, um, this reminds me of the Jackie and I just had a show uh, with several blues um, performers, as she was describing at the top of the show. Um, they had a show at, at mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Hermosa last night, and music today we think of musicians today young musicians and all of the music that they have to draw from and to compete with in a sense i mean the 60s were generations ago and yet that music is still so powerful today and in the 80s and the 90s and so forth and so new musicians have a lot of baggage in a sense to to compete against but is it the same in theater, do you think, or or is there um, a difference where you're doing Shakespeare, obviously uh, a, a permanent part of the repertoire for, for theater. Would you ever consider doing new plays, different plays, even in the style of Shakespeare? Would that make sense uh, we've, for Shakespeare? We have talked about it um, quite a few times, and we do get several script submissions annually for people who mm. have written uh, Shakespearean, you know, themed or mm. uh, a play based off of Shakespeare's life or, you know, one of the other characters, kind of a continuation on after the play, sometimes in verse, right. sometimes in modern day language. Uh, I just, although I'm interested in it, I have not been able to take on producing yet a third show. So, or right. I have also just not been amenable yet to having replacing a full Shakespeare show with something that's original work. Um, unfortunately, right. it doesn't mean I wouldn't like to do it. It's just, could I, 
could we take it on tour? Could we have it be successful? Could we get it underwritten? Because it's free, I've always got to keep my eye on the bottom line and make sure right. it's feasible and I can financially right. support it. You know, I would yeah. hate and to it have is- a, a, a comedy there bringing out audiences of 600 people per night and then you go and do the original piece and only 100 people show up. That wouldn't be very successful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It yeah. is called Shakespeare by the Sea for a reason. It's Shakespeare. Uh, you know, you got a good thing there. You know, I wanted to ask you, you know, I, I read many, many years ago that Shakespeare covered pretty much every theme there is to tell in storytelling. Uh, and that pretty much anything, any, any movie, any play, any song, to, to this day, that he covered it, the, the basics. You know, there's, previously, you know, there's, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, there's, there's the boy meets girl, boy loses girl. The stories of betrayal. You know, again, comedy of errors. You know, you know, some a simple mistake can throw everybody's life into turmoil. Um, and and I, I, I believe that holds true today. I mean, I, as far as originality go, basic, basic themes. He covered them all, but I gotta ask you something. Did Shakespeare ever do a musical? I mean, I know that there have been remakes of his stuff that have been done in musical form, but did he ever do a musical? I don't believe, like a full-on musical, I don't believe so. However, there are several plays that have musical interludes in them. Uh, We have attempted a few of them, having a live singer on stage doing the music, um, playing playing an instrument as well as singing. However, we have not been as successful with it, so we don't tend to, to do that. It tends to be a slump in our shows, and since we're under a time constraint of a two-hour performance, uh, we cut our shows, and sometimes that's one of the easier things to cut <laughs> to off the get-go. Cut the oh. music. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. That's from the fat, um, here, exactly. Here, here's, a, here's, here's just one sort of... Shakespearean fact that is mind-boggling. Here are some of the more than 1,700 words first used in Shakespeare's writing. Amazement, bedroom, champion, dawn, eyeball, fashionable, gossip, moonbeam, first used in Shakespeare's writing. Is that incredible? That, that yes, he also incre- he also created eyeballing. So if you were uh, used it as a verb, so that you're eyeballing someone. <laughs> you know? So that's a, and we still he use just, that today. You know, he, all of those he just words was, are still prevalent. Was, he, what what does that mean to to us? It, it, he wasn't just writing plays and poetry about his time. He was observing and saying. It's it's amazing, but there's amazement from that amazing event. He he used the word amazement. Bedroom, I don't know. That seems like people would have been using that all the time, but I guess not. No, there was, it was <laughs> it was the it was the sleeping chamber, you know. Right. Until okay. somebody put yeah yeah yeah. Okay. He okay. was he was like uh he was like uh, he was the English Dante. He was a wordsmith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Coming yeah. up with words yeah. to describe how he felt or what he was seeing. Right. 
Um, hey, listen, Fantastic. Joe. Let's do let's do a really quick uh, station break, and uh, and then I want to talk about casting. Okay. okay. I'm ready for my close up. Uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, you're listening to <laughs> the South Bay Show, and we're talking Shakespeare by the Sea. It's an amazing organization that produces uh, and performs uh, Shakespearean plays in community settings, um, outdoors, indoors. It's, it's just amazing. Uh, some of the venues are uh, pop-ups in the middle of a park, and uh, it, just, it just really is, is amazing to, uh, to be there and to see these productions. Uh, we're going to talk more with them, but if you'd like to find out more, you can always find out more at shakespearebythesea.org, shakespearebythesea.org. Okay, so are, what are we going to talk about, Jackie? I wanted to talk about casting because, it, you know, Shakespeare, I mean, unless you are a, a theater student, I, I mean, I know we all learn the basics uh, in, in school but unless you're a student of Shakespeare uh boy oh boy the language is you know just being able to speak those words is an art in itself um so as far as casting goes I I gotta imagine there are a ton of people out there because all over the world they're doing Shakespeare so I'm sure there are all sorts of competent actors that that know that language um how do you how do you how do you go about casting for that who wants to take oh, that, Linda? Well, Lisa? we have we, Lisa, we uh-huh. have um, two open or two days worth of uh, auditions where we have uh, invite people who have submitted if they have Shakespeare on their resume and have been held some fabulous roles and live in the Los Angeles area, then we invite them or in Orange County, somewhere close enough uh, to be able to handle the commute. Uh, we invite them in and uh, they do two one-minute contrasting monologues for us that are Shakespearean themed. And then if we love them and think that they will fit within one of our roles that we have to offer, then we invite them to uh, the second, uh, kind of like the second tier of auditions, which are callbacks. Uh, so then we put all the people together and have memory scenes to see if who's the best, who can handle it, who do we see in those roles, um, and then move forward from there, start offering up roles. Do you have do you I imagine that you have a, a kind of a regular group of people we do that have a come cadre, around year after year? Yes. Yes, we do have quite a few individuals who come year after year um because they love the experience, they love being able to perform and there are not a whole lot of places where you can perform not only Shakespeare but outside and for this number of individuals and get get the immediate feedback and payoff that you get from our audience. Um, feeling their love and support for not only the work, but for the entire experience. So we've had, I think, uh, Patrick Vest has been around since year two or three. Um, he went off to grad school and has come back uh, year after year. Uh, he plays title role B last, or a couple years ago when we did that show. He's, he, he comes back. We also have another um, BJ Allman comes and does lead roles for us. Uh, quite a few people. Olivia Schluter Corey has lives up in Hollywood and comes down and is part of our festival. I think five or six years. Yeah, so we have quite a few individuals who 
who come back here and, after you. And and now are these individuals are they professional actors for the most part or are they people that you mentioned somebody went back to grad school is is he like a dentist during the day and and, and does the acting thing <laughs> so, at night? He went back to grad school and got an MFA in acting and directing, mm-hmm. and he does act and direct for other people, um, but comes out and clears his his schedule to come and do our shows during the summer. And he's a dad, so he's got he's got full time job and takes care of two kids, but is able to cl- clear his schedule to come out and do some of our shows. And do, you, do but do you have any other people like that that are? just uh, part-time performers or, or people that, yeah, a lot you know, of them are, are yeah. a lot of them have full-time jobs or work elsewhere, uh, depending mm-hmm. on whether or not it's in theater or not is based on the individual. Um, but uh, yeah, they all have other, other work. There are some people that are seeking to be film and TV actors and have other, other stable work that pays the bills while they can um, go out and audition for things for TV and film um, but then also choose to come out and do us during, be with part of our cast during the summer. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that uh, it would be a great place to to cut your teeth on that. I mean, I mean, yes. I, I know you have, I know you have standards, but yes, I love that. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Well, I'm just in awe of what Shakespeare by the Sea does and is um we we love the performances what uh can we look forward to this season yeah well you're going to have a real fun rambunctious comedy with the comedy bears and of course you're mm. going to have some rousing political stories with um henry five so um, mm. he's a real compelling coming of age individual who gets kind of his ragtag band of of uh, warriors together and uh, goes and defeats an army five times his size. So it's kind of a, the story of the underdog actually having a victor- mm. victory. A- another mm. theme. That's another theme. The another underdog. Theme. Yeah. Underdog. Theme. Yeah. Yes. Very. Yeah. <laughs> These, yeah, are, no, these are basic. Yeah, yeah. It, the, it, pretty much every story ever told since then, he's covered it uh, in in some way, shape, or form. And the comedy of errors. I mean, think about it. Think about every two sets you know, of twins landing in the same place at the same time. Yes, and being yes. mistaken for one for each other, and anything that can go wrong does go wrong. And, to and hilarious how many times, results. <laughs> yes. How many times has that been done, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, right. he's an identity, he's, yes. Yeah, he's been a huge influence on our culture. Now, there's one, there's another thing here that, that we, we should mention. Um, you know, you're going to be having your casting, so, you know, you're always looking for, for the actors, but you're also always looking for volunteers. Uh, how yes, can, we how can people get involved? How can people get involved? How can they help out? Well, they can help out um, pre-season. We're going to be doing looking for some raffle prizes, and we are going to be setting out or sending out some emails about getting involved in our raffle committee um, as well, and coming and helping us do a little something uh, in February, and then follow up with that. 
they can sign up on our website. We do have a participate and a volunteer uh, schedule on there where they can go and sign up and let us know that they're interested so that they can keep apprised of our volunteer activities. And then, of course, throughout the season, from opening all the way through closing and even after closing, we have volunteer opportunities where uh, you can do things as simple as sell a program or just be on site to answer questions for audience members who need their questions answered. <laughs> you know, where's the restroom? How long is the show? Can I bring my dog? All those kinds of things. Someone needs to answer those questions and be around and be available and, and be a representative for Shakespeare by the Sea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> interesting Wonderful. interesting a lot a, a lot goes into it a lot goes into it and 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 linda i want to get linda in here linda's just been sitting back listening enjoying the program um <laughs> linda what what is, what what where do you get your hands in in this whole production you know between the casting picking the plays the casting where are you going to go the sponsors of what 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 do you handle the most. Linda is an interesting case in that she originally started with us as a volunteer. Well, Several actually, I began, as an audience audience I began as an audience <laughs> member. I began as an audience member. Of course. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I was so taken with your production of As You Like It, and I was looking for a way to connect myself with a not-for-profit that I could be passionate about. And so I approached Lisa right after the show and said, I would love to volunteer for you. And I think, Lisa, this was 2011. So, you know, we've just passed the first dog year of this time. Right. Yeah. So where is that backwards? But um, so I began, I think, assisting you with social media and a little bit of marketing. So I put up, you know, the original uh, Shakespeare by the Sea. Uh, Facebook got us to our first thousand uh, followers, Shakespeare by the Sea, yes. CA on Facebook. And we, mm-hmm. um, we kind of went this, down this road together, figuring out how to get the email campaigns to be even more vibrant, how to get um, the audience members even more involved in, in what we were up to throughout the year. And, and you know, because we always had them active during the season, but figuring out how to make some of that happen. And then um, I uh, asked her if I could support with um, kind of some of the press relations. So I did that for a little while and then eventually invited myself to be on the board, didn't I? Say one day, would you like to be on the board? (laughs) Yes. You said, I think I can help you out on the board. I was like, okay, (laughs) we need help. (laughs) The more in there. Right. That's the way it happens. You you see something you love and you think this is fantastic. I want to be a part of this. You know, I want to keep it around for ages and ages. So how can I help? That's that's fantastic. Yeah. And and really, it Lisa makes it fun. I mean, this this group, it's um it's easy to contribute, it's easy to do things right. It's um it's it's easy to kind of fit have this fit with my schedule and have everything all work out and um you know, the productions are always enlivening. When I go, I I I think I attended maybe 8 or 10 of our shows this last summer. And I always had a great time, always. And it was great to have the to see the the audience members and the volunteers I recognized from the last time, and the cast and the crew are just great with us. It's really um, it, it it's a very volunteer friendly organization. You know, we know we we can tell that Lisa makes it fun because it's probably the best headshot we've ever gotten, right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very interesting and lively you can just yes. tell. she's fun she's fun yeah yeah she's, she's fun. fun she makes everything fun <laughs> i like it i like it so so tell us where you're going to be uh you 
do you have your schedule yet for this summer for the South Bay? I do have the date span. So we open on June 13th with Comedy Bears. We open uh, Henry Five one week later um, on June 20th. And then we're at Point Furman Park in San Pedro until July 6th. And then after that, we start touring with Rancho Palos Verdes, who's traditionally our first stop all of, you know, five miles away um, from Point Furman. But then uh, after that, we go to Hermosa. And what I have booked thus far is already online and available for people to look at. So I do have uh, several venues have already booked. We're going to Rancho Palos Verdes, Hermosa Beach, Lakewood, uh, South Pasadena, Santa Ana, Torrance, Mission Viejo, Encino, Seal Beach, Elisa Viejo, and Manhattan Beach. So uh, I still have, I think there's seven dates left that I need to book. I'm waiting for confirmation. On. So but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and the latest, mm-hmm. the latest is always on ShakespeareByTheSea.org under locations and under calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you have? Well, first off, so people can go. You'll be at Point Furman for a couple of weeks, so so people can go and watch you hone the your craft there, or or is it full uh, on? Yes. It's full-on productions. Yeah, we do four it, weeks of every Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 8 p.m. We're running our shows. It's it's open. We have our season wow. opening in San Pedro, and we run. So, yeah, 10 weeks we, we run. It's like 42 performances over the course of 10 weeks. So it's a it's a lot of performances. And That's any a of lot. them, they can come oh. see for free. You just show up. Yeah. So and we have people yeah. that, that do – Come and see us at Point Furman and wait a few weeks and then come see us in our own town. Uh, we have people that are trying to see us at every one of our locations that we've ever toured. <laughs> so they see us in a different location every year. Um, <laughs> and, people that miss us. and if the date in a certain location don't work out, then they will schedule to come see us in a new location because they don't want to miss the season, which is great because in you know, usually those folks, I, I know them, I recognize them, they've been coming for years, and you're happy to see them. It's like a big Thanksgiving all summer long where <laughs> you see these people once a year. It's it's awesome because you get to know uh-huh. those folks and their kids and see them grow and change and go through life, you know. It's it's, it's a neat thing to do. All right, particular... it's coming up. Oh, go ahead, Joe, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to comment that uh... – I've, I've I've put it in my calendar, July 10th and July 11th in Hermosa. I put it on my okay. calendar. Oh my God! Well, I, I can't I'll, wait. I'll 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 pull the schedule. You know, I, I, as we get a little closer, I'll I'll pull up the schedule. I'll post it to my website, which I've been doing for quite a few years now. Um, Great, and it's Thank very you. popular. It's 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 a very popular event on my calendar. Um, it 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 gets a lot of hits. Um. It's one of those things that, as you said, people come year after year. You, you kind of got to do it at least once a year, you know. At, you know, mm-hmm. at least see one, but you, ideally you want to see the, each both. both shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah so maybe you're most you, likely people have seen uh, Comedy Bears before, but they most likely haven't seen Henry Five. So we do try mm-hmm. to do something mm-hmm. that's familiar as well as one that will uh, broaden your knowledge of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I, I love. I love Fantastic. it. I love it. And then August ninth and tenth in Manhattan. Yeah, I wanted to ask: do do, do either of you have a 
I don't want to say favorite because, you know, there's no such thing as a favorite child. We all know that. I was going to ask if you have a favorite location, but or do you have a particular location that's just, uh, like, perfect? You know, I know some of the locations, you, you, sometimes you have a hillside, sometimes uh, it, it might not be conducive, you know, for, for, for amphitheater, for amplifying sound and stuff. Uh, but do you have, do you have any particular, uh, locations that you just really, it hits all the right notes? Well, for me, who founded it, uh, Point Truman Park in San Pedro hits all my notes. It's gorgeous. Uh-huh. It's cliff sides. You have the sun setting behind you, just absolutely stellar, uh, oceanside view, you know, your 220-degree view of the ocean in Catalina, and there's a historical lighthouse, and we're performing in a historical band shell. So it's just stunning. Um, other than for tour locations, uh, obviously Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach and Torrance are some of my favorites. They're mm. just really, mm. uh, their venues are conducive to performing, and everyone seems to be able to hear, and it just goes off with mm. pitch. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. You have all of these different locations. You're at Point Firm and Benchel for for several weeks. Um, How far in advance do you do that? Or or do the people at the Parks and Rec or whatever department it is that does that, uh, do do they know you're coming back? Do they call you and say, hey, you're going to be back for a run this summer? Uh, How how does that work? I planned it over a year in advance. Yeah, I started booking this year in September of last year. So in some mm-hmm. of the cities, I'm able to just, I see them at the tour, and I go, same time, same place next year, and we go, yep, yep, <laughs> and it's yep. done. Um, and then some some other cities are a little bit tougher, you know, of having to follow up with and make sure we're on their schedule and we're in their budget. And the venue's available. Um, it does sort of adequate things if something, for instance, this year, Hat Park is going to be under construction. They're getting new grass at Hat Park. Right. So we're going to have to move locations, most likely down to Ryan Park or to the city Civic Center. So we're looking at those alternative locations, trying to decide which is the best one um, or someplace else to, to make sure we're able to accommodate audi- the audience size that we get there and make sure that the venue is conducive. So and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I think there have been several years you've done something at Terranea or, or is, is that yes. right? Or am I confused? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We've done Terranea as well. <laughs> yeah. That is an interesting location. It's gorgeous, obviously beautiful grounds. Um, the one, they don't happen to financially contribute to our performance there, but they are required to do so many uh, community events. And so we are an easy event for them to do since we're already touring and we go to, this is what we do. We know how to set up. We know how to break down. Our uh, production needs are very minimal. Um, You know, we need power. We need restrooms. So we're able to to go there and provide them with their free community event. Okay. You got to explain that to me. They're required to do certain amount of free community events. This I am not aware of. Tell me about that. Yep, uh, it was something with them being able to build in Rancho Palos Verdes and get tax write-offs. I'm not completely familiar with all of the machinations that went on behind the scenes in order for them to be able to build that facility. However, I do know that mm-hmm. they need to have um, a couple of free to the community events, and so we are usually one of them. Interesting. 
I guess it's kind of along the same lines, Joe, is that they they have to provide public access to the coast. All those things that get written in before development gets done. Interesting. Right. Yes. Yes. So we don't have to, we don't rent that facility. If we had to rent that, we don't, Shakespeare by the Sea does not rent facilities to perform. We wouldn't be able to afford it. Uh, you know, right. I think that field goes for something like you know twenty five thousand dollars or something. <laughs> we would never pay that to perform. Um, you know why? We're free. We you know, so they bring us in and we pro- provide it for the community and community, community members can come in and uh, view the performance for free. But you do pay ten dollars per per, and you uh, right. have to buy mm-hmm. the. You can't bring in food. You have to. If you want food, you buy it from Terraneo. Right, right, mm-hmm. and and as far as I yeah, because all of the venues in the, in the South Bay all outdoors and stuff. Um, so is that part of the reasoning behind doing them outdoors? Is because you you just don't have the funds to rent space? Like I was thinking, like the Hermosa Beach Community Center. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on there. Yeah, since I originally designed it as an outdoor theatrical production, I definitely mm-hmm. think that uh, by dragging it inside, <laughs> it, I don't think it would improved production quality. Um, you know, we're meant to be outside. We, our sets are rustic. We're meant to perform outside. So um, built. we've been asked to come indoors before, but then other venues want to charge audience members admission costs, and that's right. against what we're doing. So I turn it down and go, no, we're going to a park and we're going to be free. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe, it's it's quite a it's quite what they what what this group is does for the community is just amazing. Uh, I mean, it's it's a yeah. huge undertaking. It's obviously a, a passion project, and uh, boy, oh boy, yes, it is aren't a passion we lucky? Project. <laughs> yeah. No, aren't we lucky? Okay, aren't, aren't we lucky? Well, we are lucky, but I don't want to be too lucky. I want to know that there's some certainty behind us. So let let me ask that question. We haven't talked about that. Are we financially solvent going forward? Are there any questions about that? Or um, well, what every kinds year of volunteers do you need? It. Yeah. What kind of, of volunteers do I need? I would love to have uh, community champions. Uh, for instance, in Hermosa Beach, we do have a great community champion who has championed us, Dempsey, uh, Dempsey Nelson. Nelson. Dancy yes. Nelson, you know, he's a mover and shaker in Hermosa Beach who has championed Shakespeare by the Sea being there and yeah. uh, guides us to different sources of funding to make sure that he's able to continue providing us in his community. He wants it there. Um, he's right. fantastic. So he has, uh, since retiring a few years ago, he has graciously uh, joined our board of directors along with Linda um, and continues right. to move and shake in Hermosa Beach. Of course, I would love to have. Uh, uh, I would love to have a community member from each of the locations that we tour to. Uh, for instance, Hermosa and Torrance. We've been going there for, you know, 20 years. Uh, it would be great to have someone in the community who really cares about the show being in those locations, uh, standing up and helping us shake the money trees to garner the support we need to be there. Yeah. Well, Hermosa is such happen. a tight knit. It's such a tight-knit community, and it is it is a very artistic community. I'm thinking of Julie uh, with the uh, – uh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm gelling on her last name. Is it Vasquez? Julie, 
No, not Vasquez. That's somebody else. But Jer- that's Jerry Vasquez I'm thinking of. But they're, they right. they put together uh, the Hermosa Beach Theater. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but mm. yeah, the, yeah, Hermosa Beach is a, is a very they have a very tight knit uh, artistic community, uh, cultural arts community, and and I and 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 Torrance has one too. Um, were those the first two cities in the South Bay that that you that you have been performing yes, at? Torrance, Hermosa, and Manhattan, as well as Rancho Palos Verdes, were the first four tour locations I ever approached uh, year two, and we've been touring to them for the last twenty twenty years. Yeah. Uh, have you ever have you ever done anything in in El Segundo? El Segundo is just booming. Yes, we did for uh, I think we went there three years, and then they didn't have funding. They had a staff changeover and a rigmarole happening. And when I've approached since then, um, they have not had room in their budget to bring us. Oh, we got to work on that. We got to go, work okay. on that. A rigmarole. Okay, so we've got to stop the rigmarole in El Segundo. The rigmarole. Rigmaroles happen in every city. There's always changeover. There's staff changes. People, life moves on. Staff changes. Oh. You know, it's gonna happen. Don't I know it? <laughs> Don't I know yep. it? I, I have firsthand experience make... with that. Uh, well, anybody, yep. anybody that's listening, you know, uh, Shakespeare by the Sea. They're always looking for sponsors. If you're a local business, uh, for a couple of thousand dollars, uh, you could be you could be a sponsor. A uh, lot of lot of options there. Um, they provide so much for the community. Uh, we want to keep it going and going and going and going, as uh, uh, Lisa said earlier, uh, well past our time here. Uh, what'd you say? You wanted to outlive you. So <laughs> Shakespeare, Shakespeare, Shakespeare by the sea dot org, Shakespeare by the sea dot org. And yep. I, I'm so looking forward to this. Uh, another another two productions coming this summer. Fun, yes. exciting season coming up. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's uh it's it's n- not rare to have great things going on in the South Bay. We have we're we're blessed with the riches of great food, great restaurants, great entertainment, but Shakespeare by the Sea is absolutely unique among all the things that happen in the South Bay. Uh Lisa uh, Linda, thank you so much for what you do. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. It sure is a lot of fun. Um, it's it's hard to imagine uh, a more important sort of uh, staple in the South Bay that is as you know uh, unique. Uh, I, I know there are lots of Shakespearean troops around the country, around the world. But uh, this is our own little, you know, piece of heaven. This is ours. And uh, this is ours. Yep. This is ours. <laughs> it's even, it's even named appropriately. We take okay. <laughs> what? How did the name Shakespeare by the Sea come about? Uh, well, uh, Point Firman Park a Festival that started the year before I approached that venue called Music by the Sea. So. I wanted to do Shakespeare, so in order to dovetail with that other event that was happening on Sundays, I called my festival Shakespeare by the Sea, and we are by the sea because you're on a cliff yeah. overlooking the ocean. It makes sense. Every, yeah. Joe, everything in the South Bay is by the sea. 
It's all by the sea. <laughs> everything. Everything you use is by the sea. So you can just add we, we by the change. sea on anything. I was thinking we should change the name of the show to uh, South Bay Show by the Sea. So by the Sea. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap it up. Fantastic. Hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Lisa and Linda. We hope to see you soon. Yep. Thank we'll you. Shakespeare by the Sea dot O-R-G. And thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. Bye, everyone. See you soon. See you tomorrow. Bye.